Hello out there, this is uh, Marcel Waltz, the director of the upcoming movie Blood Feast, and you're listening to WhatAboutYourHead.com. Welcome to the Station of Decapitation Without Your Head. I'm Nasty Neal. And I'm Terrible Troy. And joining us here on the program, I was going to say making his return, but that would be a lie. It's his first time here. (laughs) That is Tyler Gallant of Rootwood, which comes out April 7th from High Octane Films. And it's very cool to have you here. Yeah. I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah. Very cool. So. For people who haven't watched the trailer yet, can you give them an idea of what Rootwood is about? Um, so Rootwood is um, it's about um, pretty much a group of young uh, podcasters that um, are investigating a legend. And um, they go out to this, uh, this forest to investigate and um, see if this legend that they're told about is real or not. Um, it's very much like a supernatural um, kind of creature feature kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you don't know exactly where it's going to go at first, which I like, you know, because like you said, it's creature feature. It's also, uh, I was very happy to see it's got some podcast talk in it and not necessarily like uh, found footage, but kind of like point of view through like uh, through the camera. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it was um, it was kind of a cool hybrid between found footage and traditional cinematic style, which I thought was a, was a really cool thing that um, our director, Marcel, and our uh, EP, Thomas Rist, um, coordinated. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're actually filming the movie, 
Uh, do you film with like two different cameras? Does that affect you at all when you're, when you're, when, as an actor? Um, no, not really. I mean, it's still, it's still just focusing on, you know, the world that you're in, um, you know, and you know, the people you're working with and the camera, you know, the secondary camera that the DP is using is just kind of, um, outside of our, our world. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah, it was fun. It was the first time I've ever done it though. That was, um, that was the first time I've ever shot a film that way. And that was a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Now, had you? I know you worked with Marcel again after this movie for Blind, but um, yeah, had you had you worked with him before? No, I had never worked with Marcel before. Um, we just met through mutual friends, and um, you know, Marcel is you know just an awesome guy, and became a close friend. And um, you know, we just um, he approached me, kind of. Um, it was a surprise to me, but yeah, he approached me and said, Hey, um, I'm doing a, a project and, um, I'd like you to be a part of it. And, um, yeah, so it was, it was, uh, exciting and, um, it was a great experience, both films. I mean, working with Marcel and, and, um, you know, everyone involved. And then, you know, a few of the cast members, uh, we saw again, like, um, Sarah French was back again in blind. Um, mm-hmm. so we've worked together twice and, that was an awesome experience. Yeah. So, and by the way, uh, thank Sarah French. Cause she, uh, was one of the people who recommended, uh, you to be a guest uh, along with Austin Brooks. That's a good guy. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Sarah's awesome. She's a great friend. And, um, you know, um, there's always a lot of fun working with her and yeah. So great. Yeah, and uh, Marcel Waltz, a really nice guy. We had him on a, a couple years ago when uh, the Blood Feast remake came out. Sure. Um, yeah, Marcel is awesome. Um, as far as his, and he's just—he's such a natural artist. Um, everything about his films are just—they're beautiful. Um, you know, he's like I said, he's truly an artist when it comes to filmmaking. Um, I love his. Um, you know, his visuals and um, who he works with, Thomas Rist. I can't say enough. Um, Thomas also shot lines. Um, I can't say enough how unbelievably talented as a DP uh, Thomas Rist is. Just incredibly talented. Do you think, uh, uh, the D- Do you think that a DP is sometimes overlooked? Or not given enough credit, uh, I guess? Yeah. Um, I think oftentimes... Um, you know, and they're just, in this particular case, a great team. Thomas and Marcel just work amazing together. Um, and Thomas knows what Marcel wants. Uh, so it's, it's just, it's fast, it's very efficient. Um, great. Um, but, for example, like the DP, I mean, you look at, like, that movie 1917 that came out this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 1917 is a perfect example of a film that is just, absolutely dominated by um, a DP's ability. I mean, it's just the shots and the way it's done is just absolutely incredible. Mm-hmm. I think uh, so, I think some people have the idea that what the DP does is what a director does. Um, I mean, I know that there are some, like, I've heard, like, Scorsese sometimes will um, do a little bit of everything on his films. I know mm-hmm. there's a few others that do, but I think, and I, I don't know this for sure, but I, I believe, at least from what I've experienced, 
um, most directors are not also DPs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most are just, they're directing their vision and, and what they want the actor and everything to look like. And then the DP has to figure out how to shoot it. Um, and like I said, I know there's some that do, they are kind of like the whole package. Like I mm-hmm. believe Scorsese is one of them, but, um, yeah, I think typically I think it's, um, the director is one entity and then the DP is another. Yeah. Now, most of Rootwood's outside. So, uh, I assume you guys were actually outside. So, uh, was that harder at all to, to film like out outdoors? Um, yeah, I mean, the only real issue that we had was, uh, we filmed in, in March of, uh, gosh, two years ago. Um, and we, uh, since a lot of it was outdoors, uh, our issue was rain. So uh, we would have, there was actually a few days of filming outside where it was intermittent raining. Like sometimes the sun would come out and it would mm-hmm. be clear. And then all of a sudden it would start raining again. And we'd have to stop shooting and then pick back up again. So we had a few days like that. Yeah. Was that at, was that in LA? Uh, we shot in uh, Malibu, um, I think it was Malibu State Park. I believe that's okay. Because um, yeah, I, I know yeah, it's, it doesn't it doesn't rain out out there out there very often. No, uh, we were in a big drought for a few years, but um, this year especially we've had a lot of rain. But back then, yeah, years ago, yeah, we got some decent rain. Absolutely. Um, Austin says uh, that that was a great location, Malibu State Park. Oh yeah, it's. Um, Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Um, the, the big, like, tank thing in the movie, like, uh, with the graffiti on it, uh, I assume that was there. So, was that in, in Malibu State Park? Not necessarily the yeah. graffiti, but... The... Yeah, the, um, all that graffiti was there. Um, oh, it was? Yep. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was part of it. Um, yeah, that big oil tank, uh, the big water tank was right in the middle of one of the hills in the state park. And um, it just so happened to have some really cool uh, graffiti on it. Yeah. And I liked a lot of the names were references to uh, people who had something to do with the movie, or I assume also like friends like Caroline. I assume that was for Caroline Williams. And there was a mention of Marcel's, a place uh, that you guys would go eat and drink. Yes. Yeah. Um, Marcel liked, um, he liked to add in some, um, some little, I guess you would call like little Easter eggs here and there, um, you know, different names of people we know or places or whatever. So I think that was really cool. I think mm-hmm. it's very cool that he does that. Yeah. And uh, I mean, there's other people in the movie, obviously like uh, Phyllis Rose, which is, which is awesome. Uh, but it's primarily, you know, you, Sarah French and Alyssa Dowling. Correct. And so, uh, you know, as like the since you went on and did another movie with uh, Sarah French, like the three of you, uh, you a bond in this film. Did you know Alyssa before that? I didn't. Um, that was actually it was actually the first time I met um, Sarah um, and Alyssa. Like um, I met them very briefly at you know some parties, uh, just kind of in passing. But as far as actually getting to know them and all that. Um, this was the first time I actually worked with them or spent a lengthy period of time with them. Yeah. 
So I know that they both of them uh, they've done a lot of movies together. Sarah and Alyssa. Yeah. Yeah, they have. So, uh, yeah, did, did you feel? Oh, go on, sorry. Go on, sorry. They're they're great together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they do a great job. Did you feel like uh, you had chemistry w- with both of them right away? Yeah, um, yeah, I do. Um, you know, Marcel um, really set up opportunities for all of us to get together um, as a as a group and talk and hang out and you know, really get to know each other before we started shooting. So Marcel really, really kind of fostered that idea of everyone, you know, getting to be good friends before we actually started. And on set, we had a blast. It was one of the more fun um, times I've actually had on set. It was a blast. And I assume that doesn't get, uh, you know, not the fun part, but you don't get to have a, uh, the time to get together, like in, on a lot of movies, you know, when you kind of bond and, and get the chemistry together, just because you know, it just you just won't have the time for that. I assume, anyway. Yeah, um, I mean, especially in independent film, right? Um, you know, because it's so much, you know, as far as you know, time is money. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you get together typically right before, and then you shoot, and then you're done. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really nice. Marcel really creates a, a really nice, friendly environment. Um, he's he's a blast to work with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll have Marcel on at, at some point in time. Uh, we can work out the schedule. And uh, Sarah will be on, too, before a Blind comes out. So that'll be a lot of fun. Oh, great. Yeah, yeah Blind's a blast. Yeah, I've not seen Blind. I've seen, I've seen Rootwood, but I've not seen Blind. But I've been looking forward to it. Uh, you know, really before I even talked to, to anybody from it, it, uh, just like the poster looks cool. And, uh, I know Michael St. Michael is a small part in it and, and, uh, Joe Netta wrote it and, and Marcel, you know, directed it. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's, um, it's a very unique film. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So, uh, I assume you're a horror movie fan before you got into acting. Uh, yeah, I, um, I mean, I've always liked horror films. Um, I mean, one of my favorite movies of all time is The Lost Boys. Um, mm-hmm. I just love that film. I think it's so much fun. And then other than that, I love John Carpenter. Um, some of my favorite movies are, you know, The Thing, Halloween, uh, The Fog, Christine. Um, but I think as far as I can remember, the first scary movie I ever saw was the original Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and that, it scared me so much as a kid, but I also mm-hmm. really fell into the genre. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, you know, I saw it, like, on your um, YouTube page. You know, it's not just horror stuff. You you, you have, like, the Western thing and, and, drama- and dramatic acting and all, which I guess uh, dramatic acting really is uh, for, for all genres, if you think about it. But, uh, so what, what was it that made you want to pursue acting? Um, yeah, I, um, I actually started when I was around seven years old. My, my cousin, uh, Dennis Hurley, um, who's a wonderful actor. Um, he, um, he actually started writing and then directing these, um, little home movies and he would do them some with his friends. And then some of them, he would just get 
you know, the family together. So it would just be the cousins and whatever. We would get together at family, um, family events. And Dennis would just kind of cast the movies with the family members that were there. So um, the first one I was part of was um, this little horror movie called Nightmare that he wrote. And I played this demonic child that uh, murdered all the occupants of this house. And I just, I don't know. I, I think I've always just been like a really creative kid. How and, old were you um, at that time? Seven. Oh, all right. Awesome. Yeah. So I, that was kind of like the first time. It was, it was the first time I was definitely in front of a camera as far as acting goes. Um, mm. And I just, I don't know. I loved it. And we ended up making a sequel to that. And then we made our own little remakes of Batman and, Jurassic Park and all these different movies we we did these little like remakes of um, and we added like you know clips and some little like um, special effects to it and we added music to them and um, so they were very in, like Dennis and my other older cousins were very into trying to make um, as good a movie as we could at the time with you know no budget just being bunch of friends and family they got together so that was kind of my first love of it yeah did, did any of those uh any of your friends go on to to be in uh in the film business uh my cousin dennis um he did um and then i think i think he was the only one that really pursued it as a profession um some of my other cousins and some of my other friends that were in those films they did little stints here and there, whether it be like um, little roles they would get in movies or um, my cousin, Nicole works for Disney and she played various characters at uh, Disney world um, and did some of the live shows there. So, so she did some performing arts as well. Mm-hmm. No, uh, d- did, were your parents cool if you watching horror movies at like a young age? Um, most of the time, I don't think they knew. Right. Uh, yeah, it was kind of like a thing, like, you know, my brother is a few years older than me and he'd get together with his friends and watch him. And I just, I don't think my parents thought that we would be watching stuff like, um, mainstream horror at that age. Yeah. Um, but you know, whatever my brother did, I wanted to be a part of because I was the annoying little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I still, I mean, those movies I watched as, as a kid, I mean, I still, those have impacted me a lot. So, yeah. So, uh, when, when you started to do, um, you know, get into the movies, uh, it, did you like primarily go after horror movies or did you just kind of, uh, fall into doing a, a lot of horror films? No, I, um, I was primarily auditioning for um tv Mm -hmm. um i had an agent in arizona at the time um and i was auditioning for all kinds of stuff breaking bad um a whole bunch of different shows and different you know different films and whatnot so it was kind of all over the place genre wise but um it wasn't until i really moved out to um LA that I started to get into horror features. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
So, so yeah, and, so that's kind of where horror feature stuff started was out here in LA. Yeah. Did you find once you started doing that, that there is like, there's like a community there of, you know, uh, of horror people, you know, that, that work together a lot on, on their different projects. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't, I didn't know about it, but definitely through meeting friends that I've worked with on these various projects, I've definitely seen, yeah, there, there is a, a community and it seems like a rather tight knit one, um, of people that have worked together on many films, many projects. And, um, it seems like a lot of good friendships have come from the horror community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've actually seen. I saw here that you've done a, a couple of things with Michael Rodriguez, who I've had on the show. Uh, we've been on the yeah. show, uh, did lamb feed and stuff. So yeah, he's really he's a really talented guy, and um, he always seems like really. I've only you know talked to him on, on the show here. I've never met him or anything, but he seems like a really good guy. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Um, yeah, I did um, I did lamb feed with him. I did night of the sea monkey with him. Yeah, um, and both of those I had a blast. Um, you know, I met. I met some really, some really good people on those, like Lynn Laurie and Robert Mooks, and um, you know some people that I've kept in contact with, you know, years later. Michael um, Wainwright, um, you know, it's, it's I made some good friendships from those um, those short films. Mm-hmm. Now I know uh, Rootwood, you know, like you mentioned, it was filmed in 2018, so you know it took a you know, like two years here to come out. Like it, when, when that happens, when you're in a movie and it takes a little while to come out, like, um, is that hard to deal with at all? Or you just, you just don't have really any control over it. No, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's, it's tough. I mean, obviously you want your stuff to come out, but you know, that's the other side of the business is, you know, distribution is hard. Um, yeah, it's hard for any movie. Um, you get distribution. So, I mean, whenever a movie gets finished and gets distribution, I mean, it's a big deal. And, um, you know, everybody should be, you know, very um, proud and excited about it because it's a lot of movies never get that opportunity. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy to be, you know, I was happy to be part of it. Yeah. Did, was there a premiere in, for Rootwood out there? Or did you get to see it with an audience? That you know, obviously now uh, there's a lot of things. So you know, there's not any movies playing. Sure. Um, no, I uh, we watched it just with um, cast and crew. Like we had some cast and crew screenings right after um, the uh, the picture was finished. Um, but as far as a formal premiere, um, no. I believe we were supposed to be having one in. I believe the. Um, like right around the release, but you know, with the events that are happening right now, um, it has to be rescheduled, um, or canceled. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what, what is going to happen, but, um, yeah, unfortunately, um, you know, with everything going on, it, that, uh, that didn't work. Is that, uh, is that hard to deal with right now? Uh, you know, cause I assume there's nothing even being shot right now either. No, everything shut down completely. Um, pretty much all of Hollywood is, is at a complete standstill. Um, at least here. I, I don't know in other countries if they're still making content, but um, here in Hollywood, yeah, everything, everything stopped. Mm-hmm. So uh, what, are you, what are you doing to keep... Uh, what are you doing with your time, I guess? 
Um, well, I've, I've been reading a lot. Um, I still am doing um, online sessions with my acting coach. So I'm, I'm still working on scenes and then I'm um, doing my scene study with him. So I'm staying busy with that. Um, I have some workout equipment at my house. Uh, so I've been working out a lot. Um, and then just um, watching movies. Pretty much been it. Yeah. What kind of stuff you've been watching lately? Today I watched um, The Lost Boys. Oh, okay, I, excellent movie. Yeah, love that movie. Um, so mm. I watched that, and I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to watch later, but um, yeah, I've been trying to just watch movies I haven't seen in a while. I've been trying to catch up on those. Um, <laughs> I've got a few books that um, I've been meaning to read. Um, so, That's about the. The only good thing I can say about this time is I've done the same thing. I've caught up on like a, you know, a book I think I've had on the shelf for over a year. I'm like, geez, I should really read that one day, and now I have. So that was good. <laughs> good. I hope it was book? worth the read. <laughs> no, it was um, F. Paul Wilson's uh, "The Last Christmas." It's a Repairman Jack uh, novel. Oh, cool. I, I, if, you, I, if you're looking for a good read, check out uh, Paul Wilson. His, his stuff's real good. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to yeah. keep that in mind. Thank you for the uh, the idea. Sure. I, uh, I started on the Stand audiobook because I, li- I listen to the audiobooks about uh, walking, and it's got a 47-hour runtime, so I thought it would be a good time to uh, to start on that. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and I heard that's true. I heard the stand is definitely a uh, creepy one for um, today's event. Yeah, I actually took a little break from it the last two days because I was like, I don't know if I need to be reading about uh, <laughs> this this pandemic that wipes out the world like while we're in a pandemic. So I was like, maybe I'll just listen to something that's a little more upbeat. <laughs> something a little lighter than that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, I don't sure. know. <laughs> right. yeah. Especially when I'm out, because there is a guy who just walks around in the in the book. So I'm like, am, am I this That's guy? That's true. You're the walking dude now. <laughs> yeah, right. I am. Just You're guy. Randall Flag, dude. Man, that's all right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I hear it's a great book, though. It's just. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, but, definitely yeah. a good one. Yeah, I haven't I haven't finished it yet, but um, I'm probably only a couple hours in, so. Out of forty-seven hours, so it's a it's quite a ways to go. <laughs> yeah, but so, like uh, we said, now is the time. If if you know if there's that huge novel that you you look looking at, you're like, you know, geez, I always wanted to read George R. R. Martin's. You know, uh, that's true. I could catch up on the because uh, I've never read the. Yeah, um, what what are those called? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Exactly. Yeah, game, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but th- there is no ending yet. So that's true. He's yeah. in theory he's doing that now. He's doing yeah. the uh, yeah, the I, final I, book or so. Yeah, I saw a link where they said like people were keeping him like safe somewhere so he can finish a book, but <laughs> seeing if he doesn't get the virus, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. We'll see if he ever finishes it. I kind of hate to start reading him if I know there's no ending though. Uh, yeah, that'd that's be, true. That well, that was King's thing yeah. with um, the Dark Tower too. He was mm. he was concerned that he wasn't going to finish that before, like you know, before he died. But he, he ended yeah. up doing it pretty well. 
So, uh, when you work with like, um, you know, veteran actors like an icon, like uh, like Felissa Rose and Rootwood, uh, what's that experience like? And do you feel like you you learn you learn uh, something when you're working with uh, you know veteran actors? Um, you know, I just you know to be honest. I mean, every time I work, um, I try to learn something. Um, mm-hmm. You know, because everybody's got their own thing. Um, you know, everybody's got their own approach. Uh, you know, different people have been trained different ways, or or some people have not been trained and they have their this own way they have discovered on doing it. And I I try to learn from you know something from everybody. And um, like I said, everybody's got their own approach. So it's um, it's always fun for me to you know work with different actors and um, you know try to you know, like I say, maybe learn, maybe implement something into my own, uh, process. And, um, but yeah, so that, that was a cool experience. Um, everybody was, I mean, everybody was so much fun to work with on, on Rootwood. Um, it, it really was a really wonderful experience for me. Yeah. I think it came, it comes through too, especially, uh, with the, with the three of you, uh, since you guys, you know, the pro- primarily movies about the, the three of you that, uh, you know, like that you guys are having a good time. And then it does, it also comes through that, like it, the characters seem like that they've been around each other, you know, and that they would be real friends. Sure. Um, with a history. Yeah, that, you know? Absolutely. Um, and definitely the credit would go to Marcel on that as far as, you know, giving us definitely giving us the time and setting up, good environments for us to get to know each other and, and prepare. And, um, you know, then when we, when we were on set, I mean, we were ready to go and yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a blast. So like how, how long after that did you do blind? Did you guys film blind? Um, I think we shot blind like just about a year after. Mm-hmm. And yeah. did, uh, I assume, you know, through the, through Rootwood is, you know, obviously where he met you and stuff, but like how early on did he, was it Marcel who asked you to, to do blind? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Marcel. Um, yeah, he reached out to me and told me that, um, they're going to be doing another film. And, um, and that was, that was another wonderful experience. Um, once again, it was, it was a lot of the same core, um, mm-hmm from Rootwood that did blinds, uh, like, uh, Kwame, who was our makeup artist for, uh, FX and makeup for Rootwood. He did blind as well. Um, you know, we had Thomas Rist, who was the DP on both, obviously Marcel and Sarah French. Um, and then, um, Amanda, who was, um, she was, um, AD on it. Um, he was on both. Um, yeah, it was, um, and then we had the same um, producer, um, Rudiger, uh, who played the producer in Rootwood. Um, he was also uh, the producer there, and then he produced, he was one of the producers with Blind as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the same team um, came back for both. So that was a lot of fun, getting to see everyone again. Uh, let's get a message here from uh, Austin. He says that, uh, that Tyler has a kick-ass Michael Myers costume. He what? What did he that say? You, he says that you have a kick-ass Michael Myers costume. Oh yes, I do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I sh- yeah I, I wore it to uh, Halloween. Um, oh, cool. Uh, 
Yeah. I, I, yeah, I love it. Um, mm-hmm. I took an awesome picture with Austin as well. Him and I, uh-huh. um, in my, my outfit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah, I haven't I haven't seen Austin for a while. Troy and I used to see Austin all the time at uh, the conventions, and then he moved out to, to LA to pursue his dream working in movies, and uh, and he's done that. So it's very cool, uh, yeah, and I'm very proud of Austin. He's always been a good guy. Yeah, yeah Austin sure. is a great guy. Um, sure. A lot of fun. I I love working with him. It's always great seeing him. So that's that's uh, that's awesome. He just wrote in. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah. So uh, what are you? Well, I, I was just say what are you working on currently? With but that doesn't that doesn't really work at the moment. But uh, I guess w- w- what's in the plans once things go back to normal? Um, you know, I'm not uh, not entirely sure right now. Um, you know, everybody's kind of scrambling to you know figure life out right now. Um, but I'm I'm hoping we'll have uh, you know I'll have something coming up. Um, I had a bunch of auditions I did prior to. Um, and producer reads prior to all this so i'm hoping i'll get some some good news on a few things but you know we'll see so fingers across yeah how, so, how do you think how do you think this will affect independent movies like um in a way could it uh i don't say help them but you know people are looking for stuff to do so you know video and demand is there you know uh people have more time to, to watch stuff sure i I also think um, it might help some people that maybe have had movies that were in distribution limbo. Um, mm. Cause I feel like right now, maybe there are some distribution companies that are scrambling to get content out right now because everybody's home. Um, mm-hmm. So this is the perfect opportunity for them to release films that maybe they wouldn't have pur- purchased for distribution prior. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know, this, this could, you know, this could potentially help. Um, you know, I, I know there'll, there'll definitely be some hurting, um, unfortunately, but I think that's the silver lining that maybe there'll be some films that will end up getting distribution and will end up getting seen because mm. of this. Yeah. So if people see, you know, when people see Rootwood and then when Blind comes out, uh, by the way, do you know when Blind does come out? I'm not. I, I don't know if it's been announced or anything. Uh, no, it, it hasn't been hasn't been announced. Um, not sure. That'll that'll be a question for uh, Marcel when you guys. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so so when that comes out and and when people start to see Rootwood in a couple weeks here, um, well, what would what would be some of the other movies that you'd like people to to check out? You know, and and see some of your other work. Um. Well, I've got two films. Actually, three that are on um, streaming or VOD right now. Um, I've got Alpha Wolf I did with Casper Van Dien. That's out on Amazon right now. Um, I've got Hashtag Follow Me that I did um, with my good buddy, uh, director Sam Hardy out of England. Um, That's on Amazon as well. And then uh, with Michael S. Rodriguez, I did um, Last American Horror Show. Uh, oh, that's yeah. his comp- compilation movie. That's on uh, Amazon as well. Okay, so, very cool. Yeah, so those, I'm gonna those... check out Alpha. Yeah, I'm saying gotta check out Alpha Wood because I'm a big fan of uh, werewolf movies. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's fun. It's uh, it's definitely more of like a throwback to '80s kind mm-hmm. of horror comedy. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, it's all practical as well. There's no, there's not really much CGI in it. Um, oh, you so know the way I to like arts. <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a more of an '80s style practical werewolf movie. Um, See the the picture of the werewolf makes me happy. I I, I like a biped, uh, you know, biped werewolf on two legs, and he's very hairy, and he looks like a traditional werewolf that that I would like. Mm. Yeah, uh, the costume is amazing. Yeah, um, I was blown away when I first saw it on set. I got very excited. Um, because myself as well, I love werewolf movies. So, mm. um. You know, that was a fun experience as well, getting to um, getting to be a part of that. And um, that was another really fun cast as well to work with. Yeah. And, and uh, you did mention, you know, uh, Rootwood is a creature, you know, in that movie. And uh, it, yeah. he it is very uh, creepy when it appears in the movie. Uh, yes, it is very creepy. Um, Kwame, who did our uh, makeup, did a phenomenal job. He really brought an awesome creature to life. Um, I'm excited for you guys to see it. It's uh, it's a really cool creature. It's um, to me, I haven't seen anything like it. Um, well, that's awesome. Yeah, now, have you had a chance to play like a, a monster yourself, or is that a, a, something you would want, want to do? Oh, I mean, I would love to. Um, I would love to do something like that. Um, you know, especially. I was a I was a former professional athlete, so I'm I'm very physical. I've, I'm very athletic, so um, I would love to do something where I could use my physicality and my athleticism to do something. So mm. I think it would be fun to be a creature like that, or um, you know, even to, like I, I would love to play like a Michael. I think that would be incredible. Um, yeah. Oh yeah, that would be wild. I mean, that would be absolutely that would be like a dream play you know michael myers but um there's a short i i'd be interested to see what you guys think um it's called stock it's um directed by uh, michael cologne um and uh written by brantley brown the two of them co-wrote it and it's a short film on uh horror house media's page on <laughs> youtube it's uh-huh. called stock i play a michael myers kind of character in the the short film and oh, cool! I, I actually I, see the ma- yeah, I see the mask now. Yeah, the mask yeah, looks I, great. I, yeah, I, I, I'm interested to see what you guys think because you know I, I developed a special walk for it, um, and uh, yeah, there's definitely a Michael Myers feel to it, um, and obviously um, the writers and and director they really had that kind of in mind. They wanted a Myers kind of feel to the character, and I think they did a great job. So. I'd be interested to see what you guys think. It's, it's a fun little short. I think it's like seven minutes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I definitely, yeah. Definitely check that out. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. So uh, where can people follow you if uh, they want to see what's, what you're up to? Sure. Um, I have, uh, I have my Facebook page. Um, I'm not on it very much. I mainly am on Instagram. Um, and I have a Twitter that's attached. Once again, I'm not on it as much. Um, I mainly communicate online and post my, my newest stuff and more up-to-date stuff through uh, Instagram. Um, that's probably the best place to find me. Yeah. Yeah, so you have a lot of followers here on the Instagram. 
Yeah, I spend a lot of time trying to develop that thing. Um, it's been years of years of trying to get that thing going. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And I, I, I mean, it seems more and more that you know artists have to use it. Um, you know, it's become your own self-promotion tool that um, even a lot of the big studios require you to mm-hmm. post and um, promote stuff on. So. I think it's definitely an important part of today's media. Yeah. Has that come up like uh, for you, like uh, when you're auditioning or anything, like did they ask about like the followers or, or anything like that? Uh, yeah. Um, I have talked to um, my, uh, my manager who has mentioned to me that there are casting directors and there are uh, producers that do ask, um, what kind of following an actor has, mm-hmm. um, because to them it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I, I understand it from a business sense in that, um, it's like a built in, uh, marketing tool that if you hire an actor that has a built in audience, yeah, that makes sense. Much, um, for the production. So, I mean, I, I understand from business end that they want to get as much as they can out of, out of an artist. Um, and if that helps the production, that's just, you know, extra frosting on the cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So. And it's cool that, that you enjoy being on there, too. So it's not like, uh, like God, uh, I have yeah, to go here and, uh, so right. <laughs> and be here, right? Yeah. It's, it, it's know, fun to interact with people. Yeah. I mean, I try to keep the in, my Instagram as much me as possible. I mean, I, I post stuff that I like, stuff that I'm passionate about. Um, you know, I post my, you know, my characters that I'll do an audition class, I'll post them up for people to see. Um, and then it's pretty much just at, you know, athletics, fitness, um, acting. Um, yeah. So it's, I think it's, I, I try to keep it as authentic to me as possible. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, Rootwood is coming out on April 7th, which is not very far from now, is it? Uh, not no. next Tuesday, but the Tuesday after that. So, two weeks. And uh, I believe that will be on video on demand and uh, DVD and, uh, and Blu-ray. Yep. Yep, so far. And we're um, hopefully some of the streaming sites will pick it up as well, because um, right now is a perfect time to do it. Yeah. So, I'm hoping they will, and, uh, you know, we'll see. But um, yeah, it's it's a fun film. Like I said, I I, I like the genre. I love supernatural stuff, um, and I think I think this is a you know a fun little one. Yeah, sure. and there's a, and there's a couple little uh, twists. You know, uh, you think it might be going one way, and it you know it goes a different way. And uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. And uh, and and all three of you got uh, all three of you were uh, really good in the movie. And well, uh, I like Marcel's stuff. Yeah, I like to see Marcel's movies. Oh, Marcel's great. Like I said, he's he's truly a, a very artistic filmmaker and um, just a great guy, too. Uh, just a blast to work with. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, I enjoy talking with you, and uh, we'll do it again when Blind comes out. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, very good. A great time. Yeah.
Yeah. And, uh, and, and when, when we get Marcel on, I'll, I'll ask you for some dirt that I can bring up on him. <laughs> <laughs> There's, there's none on him. About, <laughs> he just knows it about everyone else. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, very good. All right, very cool. Yeah, I've not heard anything bad, but everyone says good things, so that, that's always good. Yeah, no, he's, he's awesome. All right, very good. Well, I appreciate you coming on. All right, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah thank you so much.
Faggot here once again at the station of decapitation without your head. And I am still nasty new. And I remain terrible, Troy. And want a big thank you to Tyler Gallant. He's a great guest here on the show. Everybody check out Root when it comes out. And check out all the stuff, too, that's out there. He mentioned stuff on Prime and YouTube. And uh, go and check out the man's work. Support independent horror. Yep. And support your Absolutely. local businesses. Support uh, the independents in general. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's a weird time we're living it's a good in. thing to do. It is interesting times. Mm-hmm. Uh, something I would like to do, bring back for Without Your Head, was I've been doing this uh, with my friend Juliana, and that is the Netflix party, uh, what is it, watch party. So I'd like to oh, bring nice. back the movie idea. nights. Yeah, it's really fun. So we've been doing this watching because my mom. All right. So in December, we went because I found out she never saw E.T. or Gremlins. And I was just like, my mind was bought. I was like, what? How is someone <laughs> not seeing these movies? And they happened to have a, a, a double feature. So we went to see it. It was very fun. And then we were going to go see Friday the 13th on Friday the 13th. They were showing a double feature. And again, she hadn't seen either movie. Or any 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 Friday Thirteenth movie for that matter. Okay. And so you know, I was just like, "What?" And so, but then that was what that was at the start when everything was going insane. So we couldn't go and, and do this. It got canceled. <laughs> and so there's lots of classic films. I shout out. She hasn't seen any of the Romero zombie movies. She hasn't seen oh. Mad Max, The Road Warrior. There's not a lot of classic horror to say on Netflix, unfortunately. Right. But we did see can- the original Candyman and Evil Dead. Oh, okay. So you could find some things, just not right. a ton of stuff. Right. right. Really loved Evil Dead. That was fun to watch. I haven't seen Evil Dead for a while, so that was a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, so anyway, uh, so what it is, it's this uh, free uh, app. You have, to, you have to be a member of Netflix. So, so you have to subscribe to Netflix to be able to do this. Mm-hmm. But the, uh, the app is free. Uh, you have to have Google Chrome. So you have to have Netflix and Google Chrome. You get the free app. And uh, whoever – who I set this one up. Uh, someone sets up what movie you're going to watch. They share the link. Everyone clicks the link. And you have uh, the Netflix movie. It's, it's synced up for everybody, so it's playing at the same time for everyone. And mm-hmm. a chat room, a little chat on the side. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, because everybody can rap about whatever movie it is you're watching and say, oh, my God, this is so good, or, oh, my right. God, this is the worst movie ever. Exactly. So we used to do uh, movie nights, and it was fun. It was a little wonky because we had to use these you know, wacky websites, but this uh, this one works really well. You just have to have Netflix, and uh, I think we should bring this back. I think people would have a good time. Absolutely. Right. The I'm, only problem I'm is there's not agreement. a ton of movies there. Yeah. And, and it's funny, though, because then I ask people, like, hey, what classic horror movies are on Netflix? You can just, everybody's like, well, you got to go to Tubi. And I'm like, well, the idea was we're using. And then they just would <laughs> continuously tell me stuff on Tubi. And I was like, I get it. Everyone loves Tubi. But until they make the Tubi watch party <laughs> app, it does us no good. Yeah, that's kind of a mood point, then. Exactly. Exactly. So, anyway. The watch party. It's very cool. And I, I have seen a movie. Maybe we'll do this for this movie because uh, people are they're throwing babies in there. Like, this is the best. Even the the deadly, the deadly critic, the headless critic, 
Um, the deadly headless critic. I like that. <laughs> he gave this movie five he- five headless uh, critics. That rarely happens. Yeah. And what movie is this, Chief? The Platform. Hmm. I don't think I've heard anything about this. Me neither. Is this movie in English? I don't care if it's not in English, but it might be a little hard to do. Maybe the chat, if it's. I don't. Oh yeah. That's my only. That's my only. Uh, that's the only reason I asked. I wasn't yelling at me, being like, "What are you, some loser? You can't, you know, read uh, <laughs> subtitles." Can't read why. Hey, what's the matter with you, dummy? Uh, that's not what I'm saying. I just thought. You know, if we're all in here chatting away, it might also be hard to chat and, and read. That's all I'm saying. Because you'd be reading I, two things. I nope, feel like I feel very defensive about this. <laughs> I think because it was your scheme. So if somebody's throwing like a wrench into it, you're like, hey, wait a second. Yeah. Even though those voices are only in your head. Exactly. Exactly. So anyway, let's do that up. Uh, another thing, by the way, he was, I, I got to plug this, go and, and follow without your head on Instagram. We have an Instagram. I don't think you're on Instagram. Are you? I've never been on Instagram. It frightens me. Yeah. So I've been posting more on there. I used to not post a lot. Cause I have to admit, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of the Instagram, but as Tyler said, you not in the current day, you gotta, you've gotta have one. Just the way it well, That's I true. mean. If you want to, if you want to, if you're evolve with the times, right? So I want to plug without your head, and hell, I want to get myself out there too. Let's not just say the show. I mean, I'll, let's get the show out there. But what the hell, get myself up there too. So follow Absolutely. without your head, yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna see pictures of me, and you're gonna see a lot of yeah. uh, graphics and stuff for for the show as well. Yep, that's a good thing. Both both things are good. Right, all sorts of upcoming guests. You might see what I what I ate that day. Like is that food, not like after I've ate it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. This isn't like this is my really good bowel movement today. Right, right. That all I right. mean that's good. You that's, haven't reached I'll, that point yet. That'll be a whole new Instagram. All right, all right. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> uh, you can see that in cla- and cool shirts of the day. I tried it, it went possible. That's not every day. But it's a it's often I'll do a cool shirt of the day. Today's cool shirt of the day That's I was wearing awesome. was necromantic. I love that shirt. I've, that was one cool ass shirt. Even yeah. even if you're not like a huge fan of the film, mm-hmm. that shirt like just rocks. Right, w- w- along with the uh, the hand of Nosferatu belt buckle. I think they really that was a pretty bitchin' belt buckle too. I got to give you props on that. I have to say this necromantic shirt from the from the fine people of Paul Bear Press. It it's, it's bordering on thing uh, of beauty, dude. It, it really is. It's awesome, but it is bordering on. In my mind, I'm like, is this too graphic to wear around a small town? Yeah, but your small town, anything's probably too graphic for. That's true. Maybe like an ET shirt, like whoa, buddy, whoa! Yeah, take it easy there, fella. The hell, you, what the hell you think this is? But yeah, so I was wearing that today. I do sometimes. People see just do a double take at what I'm wearing. I don't really think about it. <laughs> okay, whatever. 
It's just it's what? just a woman banging a, a, a dead body. Yeah, but this one was was tastefully done. Right, right. I did see there's one. The same people do one that's actually censored on their website. Oh, and like I was like, that's cool. I would like to have it to be honest, but I I can't walk around with like a with like a an actual with like a with with uh, nipples. I mean, on my shirt. And like, uh, you know, a woman like riding a, a, a pole on, you know, the corpse pole. I can't, I can't have an undead penis shirt. Is what I'm saying. All right, all right. As much as you'd like to. Right. I don't know if I keep wearing that. I can. I, I might like. The, they have really cool. Um, a cannibal holocaust shirt. Okay. I would probably yeah. wear that one at a convention. It's you know the woman on a on a pole. Do you see some like nipple? It's not. It's it's a little graphic. Probably wear on sandwich, but I probably wear that. Oh. I don't know if I'm gonna wear just like a, a real like with like heart with like graphic undead sex on my shirt even at a convention. Yeah, yeah, that. And I'm not telling a little anyone, weird. Yeah, I'm not telling anyone else not to do it because Paul Bear Press makes some pretty amazing shirts. Oh yeah. But there's ones that 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 aren't they don't have nipples and undead penises and stuff. So you can get all kinds of stuff. Yeah, some aren't like work friendly. Is that what you're saying? Oh right, yeah. Most probably most of them aren't. Yeah. I really wanted the blood sucking freak shirt, but there is like some bare ass on it. I'm like, I don't know. It's not too graphic, but I'm not. I'm not sure. So you're drawing the line at the bare ass. I really would like to get it. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, but, uh, they have a Maniac Cop shirt. It's pretty awesome. They're a sold that. It used to be I couldn't find 3X shirts when I was wearing 3X. Now, I was here. like They were sold out of all the larges. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> you can't win, huh? Mm. Zombie shirts were pretty amazing. Zombie too. But anyway, Paul Bear Press, I love them. They're not paying me anything. I just love their shirts. They might be paying cool. for it. Yeah. Well, they are, but I, you know, I don't, I don't promote anything. Exactly. So here on the line, we have a man. That's we have a talk to. They always give me well. stuff. Oh, there you go. Who do we have? We have. Uh, we talk to him all the time. Every couple months, to be like, hey, we're gonna see Austin. We haven't seen oh, him for a while. Nice. We haven't talked to him for a while, but we're going to talk to him right now. Austin is back on the line. It's very good to hear from him. Good evening, gentlemen. Can you hear me? I can. Hear you fine, perfectly. Yeah. How you doing tonight, my friend? Um, I think like the rest of the country, I'm just hanging in there. Yeah, it's a very bizarre time. It is very uh, bizarre. But first off, before I forget, uh, Neil, congratulations on your weight loss journey. That shit is not easy. And uh, congratulations, my friend. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I feel much better, not just physically, but mentally. Uh, infinitely happier guy, I think. Just all around much better. Perhaps I joked on Facebook, and some people thought I was like kind of serious. It was more of a joke. I said, of course, I, I, I got into better shape and healthier just when the world's ending. But it, it, I was just kidding. Not everything <laughs> I say. I actually, honestly, probably most things I say are not to be taken, you know, completely literally. But, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. And it's amazing that you, you know, we'd see you at, you know, 
I don't want to say just a horror movie fan because we're all horror movie fans. That's cool to be a horror right. movie fan. But it was your dream to to do things within the movie industry, and you, you you I think it's a brave thing to do to take your take your life and move it out there with no promises of what's going to happen. And you did it, and 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 you're doing it, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, yeah live your uh, dream. That's great. Thank you, Troy. It'll be three years in April that I moved out here, and uh, I was terrified when I got out here, and I didn't know the first thing about working in the film industry, but, uh, you know, I had some resources that helped me out and, um, uh, I was able to get my foot in the door. And then from there, it's just, uh, a lot of luck and, and networking. And, uh, like I said, it'll be three years in April and I have no idea how many features I've worked on now. It's, it's, it's a lot. And, um, things were going really well until the, uh, the virus, took over the industry and like Tyler said earlier everything is completely shut down but I had a lot of things lined up and uh, things will will work their work themselves out and we'll be back to business as usual I have no doubt but uh, it's a very interesting industry and in the, the very sh- short time that I've been here I've worked on a feature film with Kane Hodder which is something I never thought I'd ever be able to do and uh, I was able to kill Lene Quigley in a movie uh, two years ago. <laughs> well, oh, that's awesome. I'm, yeah, that's I'm very happy with this decision in my life to uh, to sell all my shit and, and move out to the West Coast. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't want to. I don't want to say like if you never that's, did anything that's, else because that, that sounds bad. But I would say just being able to kill Lene Quigley in a movie. I want to make sure I <laughs> met, I added it in a movie. And, and to be uh, to work with Kane Hodder, I mean, that's gotta for any horror movie fan. That's gotta be two things that are just you know like a dream come true. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I grew up. I think you're a couple years older than I am, but I remember you know watching Joe Bob growing up and USA Up All Night with Rhonda Shear, and you know watching when she would play the Friday the Thirteenth marathons, and I'd be watching through my fingers this little kid, and I remember watching Part Seven, and I his character in part seven stuck with me and you know you meet him at these conventions and it's it's an interaction that you'll never forget and then all of a sudden i'm on set with him for 15 days in a row and he's using me as his hype man to get ready for a scene and he's he's choking me and he's pushing me around and he's headbutting me and they're like can are you ready he's like let's go and they're like all right action and he used me in particular to get ready to shoot a scene which is pretty cool and then, you know, the next morning you wake up and I'm full of bruises and covered <laughs> in these red marks from where he was choking me. And, you know, I don't bitch about it. I just yell out, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. Did, yeah. I've, read, I've read his book. Did he, did he pee in your, uh, in your room at all? <laughs> it wasn't that big a production where we had... All right. <laughs> Where we had trailers, uh, you know, I did have to save him a parking spot every morning uh, with cones because he's got a nice ride and uh, we can't let anybody near that. So I did have to save some spots around his car. But uh, fortunately enough, he did not urinate in uh, any <laughs> vicinity of me. Yeah. And I remember when you uh, started. There's well, always next was step. That, yeah, I guess it was probably about a year ago. You had uh, texted me about Marcel and it was it was. I had him on for Blood Feast, but you said, hey, this is a guy that's really, you know, going to uh, start making a name for himself and also a really good guy. So uh, 
you know, that's cool to, to see him doing well and, and see that, uh, you know, you've done, you've worked with him. Yeah. I was very fortunate to get on Marcel's, um, shoot. I met Marcel through Felissa. Um, and Felissa has just been amazing too. I, I think at this point now I've worked on eight feature films with Felissa Rose, which is just incredible. Um, a lot of people said that they would help me when I moved out here. And uh, when I got out here, it was crickets. You know, there were two people that helped me. And one of them was Felissa and the other one was Jessica Cameron. And, uh, you know, they, 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 they could have very easily just ignored me because this is a really crazy industry. But Felissa's helped me out a lot. And um, so she introduced me to Marcel. And from there, Marcel asked me to be part of uh, Rootwood. And uh, I think we shot, I was with him. I missed two of the days because I was working on something else, but I worked with them for seven days uh, in Malibu Creek State Park. And like Tyler said earlier, it was just, it was quite an experience. But um, what w- there was only eight people, including all cast and crew working in that park. And, and we were able to create what you saw, Neil, which is pretty incredible. Um, our DP, Thomas Rest, who Tyler was talking about, was a one-man crew. There was no grip and electric department. There was no, you know, second AC or first AC. Thomas was the camera op, and he was doing everything. There was no dolly. There were there were no, uh, you know, Steadicam. It was him. He was the camera op, and everything that you see is all handheld and uh, or on the standard sticks, which is the tripod. And what he was able to do in, in that park is pretty incredible. And it was a great learning experience because ultimately I want to direct one day. I have a long way to go. So, but to watch Marcel work and Thomas work and, and Tyler and uh, Alyssa and Sarah French and Kwame, all these guys just created this incredible environment. And Rootwood is something that um, I'm very fortunate to be a part of. I really had a lot of fun on that shoot. And we were, by the time it was over, we were, we really were a family. So Marcel, um, he's an incredible, incredible guy and one of the nicer people I've met out here, which is, is rare, unfortunately. L.A. is everything that you think it might be. And you've been out here, so you know how it is. But it's, you know, I'm from Milwaukee, a city of 600,000. And just in L.A. County alone, there's more people in L.A. County than there are in the state of Wisconsin. So uh, it's very humbling and um, it's tough. It's very tough to uh, to do what I do out here, but you know I'm, I'm giving it my best shot. I you mentioned Felissa Rose, and I've noticed uh, through like a lot of uh, screeners I've I've uh, received right lately, it does seem like she's uh, producing a lot of things and just involved in a in a lot of current uh, movies. She is the busiest person I've ever met in my entire life. Not currently because of what's uh-huh. going on, but right, I was right. talking with her earlier today. And her and I have been going back and forth because we're obsessed with uh, the Tiger King documentary. Uh huh. Which I've not seen yet, but I see everyone talking about it. Yeah, it's it's pretty wild. It's I think it's exactly what this country needed at this point in time. It is very very entertaining. <laughs> but we were discussing that this morning, and she was telling me if she wasn't in the quarantine right now, uh, she was telling me her schedule, and it's just insane. She's she would have between all the conventions here and then going to Germany and then all the stuff that she's producing and shooting, mm-hmm. the woman is a machine. And I, I don't know how she does it, um, yeah. but yeah, she's very busy and uh, 
she's just incredible. She's like you've never like just like everyone who's ever met her at a convention knows that she's just the coolest person you ever met. She really yeah. is. Including, I don't think I've uh, maybe I don't think I mentioned this. Maybe I haven't mentioned the show, but it might be on Facebook. Uh, including being on Without Your Head next week, Felissa Rose returns, which will be, is very exciting. Oh yeah. So uh, we will talk to her. I'll get. To, I'll try to get the dirt on Austin from Felissa. <laughs> wow. But <laughs> I was kidding. But the uh, well, obviously. But uh, when you mentioned about wanting to direct, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of people on the show who, you know, didn't go to film school, which honestly, I think a lot of people, you know, it's a different world that people really don't. I'm not saying no one does, but a lot of people who make movies, you know, don't anymore. But a lot of them learned how to do how, how to be a director or make their own film, you know, working on other films like yourself. You know, they, they look at it as their own like their own film school when you're around that and watching people. Yeah, the first the first movie that I worked on on here was something that uh, Jessica Cameron got me on. It was a Christmas movie for uh, Hallmark called A Second Chance for Christmas. And uh, let's see, uh, Vivica A. Fox was in it, um, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Uh, I got to work with Tara Reid on the first movie I worked on. Rob Van Dam was in it. So there was a bunch of uh, pretty interesting characters in this movie. and uh, But the director was... Chris uh, Chris Olin Ray and his dad's Fred Olin Ray, who directed uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers and a lot of other feature films. If you if you look at his IMDb, but I remember one of the first things Chris said to me, and it goes kind of goes with what you were saying. He goes, you know, a lot of people do go to film school, and good for them. Uh, he's like, it wasn't for me, and he learned everything that he learned by being on set. And I started off on that that feature is a production assistant. I was a PA and he's like, the best thing for you to do is just sit here and, and see how all the different de- departments uh, uh, work together and, and where you fit in best. So from there on, I was a PA for a lot of things. And then I was, uh, I joined the assistant directing department. So I was a, a second, second AD, which means I was primarily in charge of all the background placement of background and giving them cues and having them do certain movements so the scene looks like it's natural and then i kind of got sick and tired of that so the last seven movies that i worked on i had been doing grip and electric which i've been having a lot of fun out, fun with uh lighting the scene helping camera set up putting down dolly track getting the dolly where it needs to be um lighting a scene and it's it's incredible how how much goes into a movie like that people don't see, but if the scene isn't properly lit, it's going to look awful and it's going to look terrible. So it's given me a lot more appreciation for the DP uh, and then the gaffer and the key grip. You know, these are all things that people see in the end credits of a movie and they have no idea what they do. But if they weren't there, that movie would look terrible. So uh, it's fun to learn all these different departments. Uh, in January, I was able to work uh, on a used video. Um, in the art department. So I've done a little bit of everything out here and I'm enjoying myself. It's, it's a very difficult industry and it leaves you with not a lot of time to do anything else when you are working, you know, 14, 15 hour days are not rare, but, uh, it's definitely fun. And, um, you know, being able to do all these different departments, I feel at this point in my career, I could, I could direct a movie, um, and by at that point yet, I, I'd want to direct something that I wrote. 
kind of. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Like, if it would, if you'd like to write something and, and then direct it yourself. That's the next stop. The, excuse me, the next step. And you know, that was. I have no better time than now to start writing something. And I don't right. know why I'm procrastinating. I don't know if I'm scared or what, but I have a lot of ideas and I've read a couple of books on how to properly write a script. And then I'm reading scripts and I'm reading a lot of the scripts that, that I've been involved with. So I just have to do it and, uh, and take that first step. And, you know, after you write a script, you're going to rework it and go over it several, several times. It's, it's uh-huh. nothing that happens overnight. So, but yeah, I got to get my shit together and do it. Because uh, I have, I've met so many people out here. I could, I could, I could put together a horror movie short, like a 13, 14 minute short, mm-hmm. and I could do it probably for, if not free, for less than two hundred bucks. Because I know a lot of people. I have a DP that would shoot it, who would put it on his reel. I have a grip and electric department that could do it. I have a, where I live in Sierra Madre. I would shoot it. I have everything that I need. I just have to write the script and, and get the, the rest of the players, but uh, no excuses. Now I just have to do it. stop talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask what genre would you do? Like a, a romantic comedy, but then I thought, Oh, it's probably going to be horror. <laughs> Definitely horror. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. Cause that, you know, I, I'm friends with a lot of people up there too. And, uh, you know, like you said, you worked on other things and, and a lot of people who I know who make horror movies, stuff, but they also, you know, work on other movies, you know, to, to make a living. And, uh, so when you work at something outside of the genre, is, is that still a fun time for you or what, what's that like? Absolutely. I will never talk down on, on Christmas movies and, and, um, you know, Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Those are the movies that are paying the bills and those are the movies that are teaching me my trade right now. Uh, you know, I work for a company that puts out 14 Lifetime movies a year and they've treated me really well. Uh, Blue Sky Films and Stonecrest Entertainment out of Santa Clarita, California. And uh, one of their movies is premiering uh, this Saturday and uh, I was the best boy electric on it, so... But no, I've learned a lot from those. Last year, I got to work on uh, two movies with Eric Roberts. And Eric Roberts is the busiest guy in Hollywood, let me tell you that right now. And uh, growing up watching all of his movies and then being on set with him and, and hanging out with him for three weeks. And we became pretty good friends at the end of it. And then a couple months later, I got to work on another feature with him. And he remembered me and we, we got to shoot the shit. But Absolutely. I'll give credit where credit's due. Those Christmas and Lifetime and Hallmark and and all those those movies have taught me a lot. And I wouldn't be where I am today without that. So uh, if it's yeah. not horror, it's 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 paying the bill and it's keeping a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, Troy and, and, and myself met you through the through the conventions. And uh, I don't think Troy's been to a convention in, in years. No, it's been a long time. I think that. What was it, Mad Monster from two years ago, three years ago? That was yeah, the last was one three, I was at. Yeah, that was, yeah, I think three years ago. Yeah, and I haven't really done too many either. I did the last one, which primarily was because we were making uh, a movie there. But did, do, you, do you ever do the conventions at all anymore? Yeah, I, uh, I was supposed to go to Vegas last week. I was going to do Days of the Dead Las Vegas, but like everything else, it was canceled. Um so the next one that I was going to do was the Monster Palooza in South Pasadena. 
And that's at the South Pasadena Convention Center, which is huge. It's a great convention. It's where they get, um, they'll get all the Hollywood special effects artists and they'll be doing, you know, tutorials and they'll be doing some crazy, crazy makeups um, for a three day period. Yeah. Like Bill, like Rick Baker's there and Stan Winston and all the big names. It'd be worth going just to see that. Oh, it's great, Troy. It really is something to watch. And I mean, these are like, some of them are like eight, 10 hour applications. And then these people walk around wow. the convention hall and you know, people can take photos with them. But like V Neal's there, all the people from uh, the show on, what's that show on Face Off? All the people from oh, Face, Face Off. Off. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and then, so that's in the convention hall and then they have, uh, you know, uh, panels and, and celebrities signing as well. And that's Monster Palooza. So that would have been, I think that was in May. And of course that got canceled. I really wanted to go to Texas Frightmare uh, to meet David Cronenberg. Uh, yeah, but that was huge. Guess, yeah. yeah, that's big. That's a big one. He's, uh, mm-hmm. he's not on my Mount Rushmore, but he's the next in line to hop up there. I would say, mm-hmm. but um, and that that's got, not a guy. And that's not a guy you ever see at a convention. No, no. I would love to talk to him just about playing Dr. Decker in Night Breed. <laughs> yeah, we were going to go there, uh, Michael Epstein and I, um, who I did the uh, the movies with. But, uh, yeah, it's it's been moved till September, I believe, September 11th. Uh, you know, if it can even that happen then. That might be one I do That's... go to if it happens. Because that one even had Alice Cooper at it. It would be oh, yeah. pretty been badass to, to me. I've been to know? the to that convention before it's huge it's 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 packed it's it's almost hard to walk around with but now it'll be a little easier because there's less of me to uh to walk around the convention but but it is really it is a really uh awesome convention and it's one of the few conventions i've been to where the the movie part of it like does well too because sometimes like the when they're screening movies at conventions it's just kind of like some people just go to sit down for a couple minutes when they're not doing the convention and it's kind of sad, but like a lot of people go and watch all the movies, which I like. I like that. Oh, but yeah, it's good. a, it's a, it's a really, it's a huge convention, but yeah, it's a, it's a good time. Plus Texas is nice too. Mm. And the hotel that, that, that it's in is uh, cause we've all been to conventions where the people at the hotel don't really want you there for some reason. Why they let, why they, why they let you let, the, <laughs> let them book in the, yeah, first they place all seem upset fly. about that. Right. Yeah. But uh, they even wear, they even get like in costume and they like the like the water, oh, nice. uh, you know, the thing, the, the water, not the fountains, but the, you know, where you get the, your water. up. They'll put like little eyes in it. Just it's just a nice little touch at the whole everyone working there and stuff, you know, gets behind the festival mm. or the convention. So, so Neil, are you going to go then in September? Um, I would like to. I mean, uh, I'll have to see what's go. going on in September. But yeah, I would. I would love to. If you make the yeah. scene, Austin, I'll try to make it too. Oh, I would love to go to that. Um, I really. Two years ago, I worked on. Uh, was it two years ago? Well, I had. I think it was. I can't remember now. But I. I had to drive uh, a production truck from L.A. to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, because we were shooting a movie called uh, Camp Twilight. Felissa was producing it, but it's a teen slasher movie, and um, yeah, that's the one where uh, I was the second uh, second AD on it, and I was also I doubled as the killer in the movie. That's the one where I killed Lene Quigley. Oh, spoiler! Sorry, 
And, um, but, uh, Vernon Wells was in it and Dave Sheridan from, uh, Doofy was in it and, uh, Felissa was in it and, uh, a bunch of other people were in it as well. Uh, Camille Keaton from I Spit on Your Grave. So it was a really fun, uh, time. But anyways, on the way there, we stopped in Bastrop, Texas, which is, I think it's about 40 minutes south of Austin. And that's where they filmed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. That's where the gas station oh, is. Oh, nice. Yeah, because we were going to yeah. go to that little, the last, maybe not the last time, but one of the times we were at uh, at um, Texas uh, Frightmare. But the, uh, I think it was like four hours from, because you, th- you think, oh, I'm at Texas. You know, I, I can go to all this stuff in Texas. But Texas is a very big state. So this was like yeah. a four-hour drive. Then a four-hour, it's like, oh, well, that's eight hours of just travel. It's probably not, like, probably the smartest thing to do while we're at the convention. Yeah, it took us, I think, 24 hours to drive through Texas. And this, <laughs> right. Oh, my God, it was awful. But I would definitely recommend if you have time uh, in the in the future, next coming years, to check out that gas station. I, I screwed up the time change. So when we got there, the it was actually closed. But in the end, it was probably better because it was night. And uh, it was a lot creepier at night. But they've turned it into a bed and breakfast. And it's definitely... Uh, a sight to see, you know, where Gunner comes around the corner chasing uh, Sally into yeah, that room. Uh, I think they even do a convention there every year. Um, yeah, I forget the do. name of it now. They did do, you're right. I think it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I forget what it's called, but they do. Yeah. Yeah, I think like Ed Neal's always there because I think Ed Neal lives in the area. <laughs> yeah, and then they, I know they moved the house. The house is a. Uh, it's like a, a a motel or a hotel now, I think. Okay, it was um, oh, what's his name the the guy who played who drives the truck at the end of the movie. Um, not in it very oh, long, God. but you know, yeah. he drives the the, uh, the the big uh, the big the big truck at the end. Who, I forget his name. <laughs> not the guy who saves her because he gets killed. But uh, we anyway we had him on the show and then uh. He told me that Dallas doesn't have the best barbecue that that Austin does, and so when he was at the convention, he had actually brought me meat from Austin, and and I was like, "This is really cool. I'm getting you know barbecued meat from uh, someone from Texas cool. Chainsaw Massacre." Yeah. Was he right? It was very. It was good. It was very good. I have to oh. say, I don't know. The, I mean, I don't know. I, I thought the, the Dallas one. Huh? I thought some of the barbecue. Well, I think probably the best barbecue I've had so far in Texas was, I think it's called Deep Ellum, uh, was really good. And a uh, place in Deep Ellum. And I actually really like uh, the Cooper's Pit, which I think we go to in Dallas was good. And I really had good barbecue in, um, we were just in South Texas. Uh, I thought that was really good. But I'll say that the barbecue in Texas is much better than the barbecue in Massachusetts. There's not a lot of good places to get barbecue here. I can't imagine. No, there's a good, like, just, I mean, great pizza. Yeah, there's probably no bad barbecue in Texas. That's that's my guess. That's probably it, right. Yeah, there's probably some that are better than others, but I imagine there's no bad barbecue there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Maybe if you live there, you're like, oh, you don't want to go here. But when it's when I'm used to just you know, kind of laying barbecue, and then I go there, it's all good to me. It's all good. Yeah. And it's hard to beat barbecue, in my opinion. If you get good barbecue, it's the best. 
Agreed. So anyway, yeah, barbecue. But yeah, Texas, Texas is a good place, and the uh, yeah, Frightmare. I would love to. Uh, yeah, I, I would like to go. Well, uh, I have no idea because it's a little ways off, but I I would like to like to be there. Yeah, that would be a good one to go to. Uh, their their lineups are always pretty incredible. Oh yeah, yeah. This one was just insane. Like I said, it was uh, and Clyde Barker was there. And then, it's cool because they have like some huge names that like you don't really see anywhere. And then they also have like a lot of obscure people that that are also a lot of fun to to meet. I, I like you know the whole gambit of like guests. You know, like uh, people. You know, sometimes you see a lot of things of then just like some people from really you know bizarre movies and and then like these giant guests. So yeah, they, they really they really take their time too. I think to fill it out. So there's a little bit of uh, somebody somebody there. For for everybody of course yeah i'm just gonna look it up well i guess no look no use looking up right now but but hopefully by september everything will be will be fine to uh to go if not we're in a, we're in worse trouble than we think because that that's quite a ways off september yeah if it's another five months from now and things are still all screwed up then we all have problems yeah yeah that's that's trouble that is trouble yeah. Oh yeah. There was like this. Yeah, you know, like there was like uh like the cast of Texas Chainsaw Massacre Three. I mean, that's really cool. Uh, yeah. This is just an insane lineup. So I, I'm not sure who. I think some people can't make it. You know, uh, come September. But because um, I know they added Bill Mosley to make up for someone who couldn't be there. So that'd be cool if they could get Matthew McConaughey and Re- Renee Zellweger for uh, <laughs> Texas Part right. Four. Right. Oh, uh, yeah, I, that'd I, be badass. Don't see that yes. happening, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Or if they get it's, Vigo and, uh, yes, and Ken yes. Ferre. Yeah. I believe Ken Ferre is actually here. Oh, is he? Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's great. Then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's just insane. Insane amount of people there. So I, when I was out there, um, they told me it was off-season because it was December. But there was like movies playing every night, which I I am jealous of uh, my friends out there because I like to go see uh, the old movies at the theater. And just if I was out there, you could just go every single night. So I know you're busy all the time, but do you still get to go and see some cool screenings? I I try my best. Um, uh, Let's see. The last cool movie that I was able. You know what? You know, I I don't know if you remember this, but I I think you. uh, you know how much I love Candyman. Candyman right. is the it's the scariest film that I've ever seen in my entire life. You know, I'll be forty in October, so when I saw it, I was twelve. So um, Candyman messed me up. You know, I lived an hour north of Cabrini Green in Chicago, and I had a lot of issues with that. So I was able to see that at the Chinese Theater um, on Hollywood Boulevard, and. Uh, Bernard Rose, the director, did a Q&A after the movie for about an hour. And uh, that was one of the cooler experiences that I was able to, to be a part of. Um, nice. I was able, at the same theater, I was able to see Friday the 13th Part 7. And Kane was there. And uh, John Carl Beekler was there before he passed away. And uh, uh, a couple other cast members were there, too. And they did a Q&A, which was great. Uh, William Billy Butler, William Butler was there talking about the movie. Um, so those are two that I've been able to do. And then Tarantino's got his theater out here, and he's always showing some crazy, crazy movies on thirty-five millimeter. And I haven't been able to make. Yeah, I was, I was, okay, because I was 
I was happy I made it to, to that. And I haven't got a shirt because uh, I guess Michael had told me like people, you know, they only they don't do the mail order. So people like, uh, you know, it's cool to get a shirt for, from that from that theater. So so I got one. And then I did notice because I looked it up on eBay and like, yeah, it goes for a lot more than, than what I paid for. it. But it was, yeah, it was definitely fun to be there. But like I said, it was December, like right before Christmas. So it, it wasn't uh, quite as busy as normal. Yeah, yeah. What's what's that called again? I always forget that theater. It's the, I forget uh, too. It's uh, I have the shirt. I'm trying, uh, what is the name of it? Yeah, I'm bad with names, but um, they always play some really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. I forget what we. Oh, we saw Die Hard, and um, because uh, it was uh, it was actually on Christmas Eve, and they showed Die Hard, which I I know it took place at christmas and i know it's always the big debate is it a christmas movie but watching it again it's totally a christmas movie it, it takes place at christmas they actually play christmas music throughout the whole movie it's it's it is a christmas movie. and i forget the other movie we saw i oh the new beverly by the way new beverly yeah the new beverly right right yeah and the other movie was one i had never even heard of and i i totally i can't i'll never remember the name right now but uh it, it was amazing i loved it I, I forget the name of it but but it was, it's always fun to go, uh, even if it's a movie you've seen a bunch of times. To me, it's like a, it's a different experience watching it on the big screen and with a group of people who all love movies. Oh, absolutely! I remember the oh, first yeah. time I, I attempted to watch Candyman on the big screen, and uh, I I got scared in the first seven minutes and I left, and I had to go watch Mighty Ducks because I couldn't I couldn't do it. <laughs> so, it took me. Till I was almost 40 years old to finally see it on a big screen. And it was still incredible. Yeah. Um, I've seen it, you know, obviously since, but I don't think I've seen it on the big screen since, uh, since it originally came out. So that would be, that would definitely yeah, be Yeah, me too. I'm the same way. Yeah. Candyman. I don't want to say it too many times. Are you looking forward to the new one? You know what? <laughs> The, the two, my two movies when it comes to horror that mean the most to me are, are, are John Carpenter's Halloween and, and Candyman. Uh, Carpenter's Halloween is my favorite movie, uh, and Rob Zombie destroyed that. And then, you know, Candyman's the scariest movie that I've ever seen. And so it, it means a lot to me. Um, and it, it, you know, both those movies are reasons why I decided to move out here and, and get in this industry. Um, so. I was very upset with what Rob Zombie did with Halloween one and two. And, you know, Jordan Peele's very talented. Uh, you know, he produced this, he didn't direct it, but, uh, I liked get out. I thought us, I don't know how I feel about us. I think I got to see it again. I'm not sure where I, I am on that movie, but, um, I don't know. I just, I, the trailer was all right for me. Um, I don't know, Neil. I mean, I'm going to see it, but, I just yeah. am very skeptical. I, you know what? I, I got what I got to stop doing is watching trailers. There's so many of my friends <laughs> in this don't watch trailers. Yeah, well, when possible, I, I when possible it's hard. It's hard to do, but when possible, I try not to. That's why I like the movie festivals because a lot of times I haven't. I don't know anything about the movies that I'm going to watch, and there's something about going into a movie with having really no idea what it's about. I mean, you obviously know what Candyman is about to some degree, but there's a, you know, it's just something because so many trailers too also show way too much. 
And it, I don't know, there's something about fi- watching a movie without really knowing anything about it that, that does, uh, is it's a better experience. It's not always possible to do, but uh, right. when you can, I, I, I like to do that. Well, and that, then there's that, also, because there's a lot of movies I'll go into thinking it, it looks terrible from the trailer or or reverse, like, man, this looks great from the trailer. And then, like, you know, it's, oh, my God, this is so bad. Or, oh, my God, this is this is so much better than I expected. <laughs> right. Like that Black Christmas, that new Black Christmas trailer. Basically, you just saw the whole movie in the trailer. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a trend now where you see, like, you know, they show you the entire movie. You don't. Yeah, I don't know who is cutting these trailers. I don't understand if that's the, the studio telling them to do that. I think that's the, the dumbest thing that you can do. You know, now knowing, I, I still have a lot to learn about this industry, but I, I, I know a lot more than I did three years ago. And mm-hmm. you know, if, if I was, I would you would think like. Yeah, you would think like even if you weren't in the movie, you you, you would think just, that would just be common sense. We don't want to give away too much of this movie. Yeah, <laughs> right. We don't want to give away the ending. I remember when uh, the remake of Carrie, which was a while ago now, I guess, but we were doing the show, and I remember watching it for the trailer for the first time, and they were just showing the whole you know movie because you know obviously know the original Carrie, and I was like, wow, they're just showing the whole story, and I'm like, are they even going to show like when the blood <laughs> pours on her? And then they did, and I was like, "What the hell?" Like, yeah, like I, 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 well, mean, I remember, know, I know. The movie, <laughs> remember Pet Cemetery? They show you the like the swerve. Oh yeah, yeah, the big. Swerve you know that the it's re- the daughter, and it's like, wow, that's great. Now I don't need to see the movie at all. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand. Yeah, because like, if you went and saw it, you knew the other movie or the book. You're like, oh, this, you know, this is different. But you already knew it for, from the uh, from the trailer. It's very. I don't know what was the point yeah, of that. It's just it's like, to that's going to sell yeah. extra tickets. They're like, oh my god, the uh, the girls, the 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 undead kid in this one. <laughs> and then that's yeah, even like hinted at when you're watching the movie. Like you think Gage is about to get killed and he doesn't, but you like. Going in, you're like, well, I kind of already know he doesn't. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know who's making these decisions at these studios. They, I mean, they're clearly not horror movie fans. Like, like I have, I'm not going to get too much into it, but like, you know, Blumhouse was supposed to be the, I don't want to say savior of the horror industry, but Blumhouse has been such a disappointment. <laughs> it's such a joke. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, well, th- yeah, this year, this bit, I, I went to see, I actually didn't see Black Christmas, but I've heard really nothing. I don't think I've heard anyone say anything good about it. And, uh, but I did see Fantasy Island. I thought that was just one of the worst things I've ever seen. It was <laughs> unbelievably bad. Yeah. And I, I just, this Halloween kills, like, apparently it did somewhat well at the test screening, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, people like us will probably, you know, go see everything, like all the Halloween movies, no matter you know what is said about them. But, but it would be it would be a lot better if they were good. I mean, yeah, they you know what they need to do? They need to Cunningham and Victor, uh, Victor Miller, right? Is it right? Yeah, they need they need to they need to finish their. Uh, this, this, these proceedings, and we need another Friday the Thirteenth. It's been long enough. What is it? Two thousand nine. Yeah, and it's weird because that one, like whatever anyone thinks of it, it was like it did really well. So it's weird that that came out, did really well, and and then that then they never did enough follow up. It's very, you know, it's just strange. 
or you know, or even just you know, do a whole new one of it. It's, it's just a weird. When I when we went to uh, Annabelle and I did a Friday the Third. This first we went to when we started talking again. There was a Friday the Thirteenth um, double feature sometime last year, and they did it outside. And it was like in the fall, so it was like freezing out. So it was a bad time to go outside, but it still was fun. But they showed, was it the, was it the first? I forget which one they showed first. Maybe the first one, and then the remake. And I thought, what a weird, what a weird combination to show. Uh, yeah. The you know one of the original ones, and then the remake. And I remember not thinking the remake was like I I didn't love it, but I didn't think it was. But boy, when I watch it again, I was like, oh, wow, this is really terrible, this remake. <laughs> you know what I've been watching a lot of? I've, since I've been in quarantine, and I've probably watched it like five or six times, and I don't know why, but I've definitely developed a love for this movie is part five. <laughs> I love part five. I, I like because I did I watched it again when I, I did a bunch of interviews for it. And, uh, you know, I remember as a kid thinking, oh, this is dumb. And stuff. But I watch it now, and I was like, you know what? This is actually a good movie. And if it actually follows the first four, it makes sense. And it, it's, I, I think it's well made. And, you know, it's kind of goofy. Like any, it, you know, all those get a little bit goofy. But I think it's a good movie. Yeah. I think the it's like the rated of them. See, I haven't seen it in years. So I, I don't remember it very well. Yeah. Oh, it's great. You can't beat Reggie the Reckless. <laughs> yeah, and a scream and. Yeah, it's a good, it's it's good though. I, I dig it. I yeah. like. The, I always like the end of the the Friday Thirteenth movies when they kind of when all the dead bodies are revealed and it's a big chase with the final people. And uh, it's excellent in that one. Yeah, it's great. The disappearing pink sweater that comes and goes. And then you know, obviously, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense that it's it's just some guy. And he's still like unstoppable as Jason, but whatever. I mean, it, you can't you can't have total reality in these movies, <laughs> right? Right. But what have, like. uh, what have you and uh, Troy seen lately that you guys have liked? You guys have obviously had a lot of time. Have you guys been uh, have you seen any sleepers lately? Hmm. I really see. like but I really like Butt Boy, and it's not necessarily total total horror movie. I don't even know how to explain it. It's it's just a very bizarre uh, genre. <laughs> it's like a genreless movie, but yeah, I liked it. I actually thought uh, uh, Dead by Dawn was good, which I think that comes out in a couple weeks with um, uh, Jamie Bernadette. Everyone's saying Platform's great, but I haven't watched it yet on, uh, on Netflix. I haven't seen it yet either. Troy, anything uh, standing out to you? I watched uh, a few like classic horror movies with my friend Juliana, who's never seen them. So, so like, but I mean, if I say like uh, Dead uh, Evil Dead's really good, I mean, everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Well, it's kind of like if we tell you, yeah, we went and saw. Oh, King, King Kong, Kong on the big screen, and guess what? It was actually really good. Yeah, wow, yeah. big surprise there. But it it is fun actually to watch a movie with someone who's never seen it for the first time. Because like oh, we bet. went to see E.T. and Gremlins, and she had never seen either one, so it was fun. Like, hey, this because I've seen them, you know, so many times. But it was fun to, to see them with someone for the first time. And then uh, we did the Netflix watch party the night with uh, with Evil Dead, and that was really fun with someone who's never seen Evil Dead. Not just honestly, I don't think I've ever mm. seen Evil Dead look so like good it? either on Netflix. Yeah, she loved it, so that was good. I don't yeah, remember it being quite so 
is there a cut of Evil Dead where they add some stuff? Because it seemed like this was even crazier than I remember. But maybe I'm, maybe it was always this crazy. Hmm. Seemed like they added some more gore scenes. I don't know. It's been a long time since I saw the original one. But it was fun to watch, for sure. Anything uh, standing out to you, Troy? I've just been watching like some of the series on Netflix. Like, um, oh, now I can't remember the name of the series, but it's the Korean like zombie series. Um, oh, I know what you mean. Um, Train to Busan. No, this one. This one's kind of like a more of a period thing. It's uh, a lot of like Chinese. Uh, I don't think I know this. Yeah. Let me look this up because I can't think of the name of it. It's not the Deadlands. I see that's a series on on Shudder. Oh, it's on Shudder. It's looking it up. But uh, anything, any uh, any sleepers to you, Austin? Um, oh, uh, Troy just mentioned it. I, I was, I just... Uh, yesterday, I, I, I watched Train to Busan, and I had started it months ago, and I think I got 20 minutes into it, and something came up, and I couldn't finish it. But I finished it yesterday. I enjoyed that. Uh, yeah, I liked it a lot, too. Uh, and then I have... Do you have... Uh, I don't have cable at my house, so I've been watching a lot of stuff on my phone. Uh, what's this... Uh, what's this app called? It's uh, it's this Pluto TV Oh, yeah, I know that. Oh, Pluto's yeah. got some good stuff on it. Yeah. yeah. So I've been watching a lot of that. They have a Bond uh, channel. It's just 24-7 James Bond. So I've been watching a lot of James Bond. But today I watched Ghoulies 1 and 2. And, oh, uh, I, that would be fun oh, to nice. watch. I haven't seen Ghoulies in forever. What's the one, the Charles Band one? Is it? Is it Dolls, is it? Uh, is that the... Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it's, uh, it's Stuart Gordon who just passed away. Yeah, I was movie. gonna say that's a Stuart Gordon movie, yeah. Oh, yeah, which we yep. didn't mention, but but that's you know, that's you know, reanimate. I mean, I like a lot of these, but honestly, reanimator's gotta be in my like maybe my top 10 horror movies. I love reanimator, but I also yeah, love from beyond and, and Dolphin. So, really sad, Gordon, uh, Stuart Gordon passed away. Yeah, he's he's, mm-hmm. he's a very talented director. Mm-hmm. Oh, weird! The show Actually, I was thinking about though was Kingdom. Oh, okay. That's that's the one on Netflix. There's two right. two uh, seasons of it now. Okay. I actually have trained right. Busan right here in my stack of uh, DVDs. People say you know so people good. don't yeah no physical media, but I have a bunch here. Although <laughs> I will say I mentioned this on the show, even though I have a lot of DVDs and Blu-rays. If if so I'll admit it's a lot of times it's easier if it's streaming somewhere. I'll lay like, well, I'll just watch it on, you know, shutter or, or Tubi or whatever, instead of going and finding my DVD of it. So, so I get, I mean, I, I always want physical media to exist, but I do get the, the idea that it is easier a lot of times just to watch something streaming. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you guys ever seen the, um, uh, the sequel? The train to Busan. No, no, it's the animated I, I've one. heard it's it, really good too. Yeah, I've never lot. seen it. I think they're making an actual sequel to it too. But I, I couldn't. Uh, this one might have been a prequel. Yeah, yep. I can't yeah, remember I the name of it, but it was it was really good too. 
Yeah, I think it's on Shutter. I could be wrong, but I th- or at least it I used think to that's be. where I saw it. Yeah, but it was probably like a year ago that I watched it. So I mean, I don't know if it's still on. Yeah, I really liked In Fabric. If you like, if you like, uh, like Giallo movies, it's definitely not for everybody. But it's like a modern Giallo uh, In Fabric. It's about a haunted dress. It's it's a very weird movie. And again, it's not going to be for everybody. But if you like like the Italian horror movies, I think you'd like it. I'll have to check that out. After watching uh, Parasite, I I went back and I did a Korean binge and uh, oh, I rewatched. Uh, I saw the Devil, which is just awesome. Oh, I love yeah. that one too. Yeah, I like I guess, uh, the guy from Parasite. I, I like the. I know some people don't. Uh, I noticed say they don't like the host, but I always really like the host. I thought. Oh really? That's I love a really the host. Fun giant monster movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't seen Snowpiercer, but I did like the host. Yeah, I yeah, Snowpiercer. I like the idea of, but I didn't really love it. I only saw it once. I'm thinking maybe I should rewatch it someday, but um, it didn't quite work for me. But I, I like the whole idea of it. I can't say it's like a bad movie or anything, but I didn't love it. <laughs> Have you seen the trailer for the, the television show? Yeah, yeah I just show saw that good. today. That looks pretty cool. I don't know how yeah. how they're gonna really get like too much out of that though. You think like they just kind of. Yeah be rehashing it over and over again though yeah i guess like i'm well i was gonna say they probably take a lot obviously take a lot longer to get to the to the end of the i could see how it would work but it it definitely i don't think the show would work maybe if you if you're familiar with the movie i don't know Hmm. you know what i mean because you you would know where what where it goes and it's kind of a big surprise you know what happens in in the movie but i don't know i mean i'd be curious to see how they do it I need to watch uh, season three. I haven't watched any of the season three of uh, Westworld either. Oh, did it start up already? Yeah, I, I think last that. week or the week before. There's a, there's yeah. so many shows. I I, uh, I, I lose track after a while. Oh, I gotta say, uh, people stop watching The Walking Dead. This season of The Walking Dead's been amazing. Has it? I'll have yeah, to get back into that. I, I, I would recommend it. What were you saying? Yeah, no, I was just gonna say. Uh, uh, did you see the Outsider? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually. I have to finish the last two episodes. Okay, I'm interested to hear your your take on that. Once you finish that, maybe uh, if you finish yeah. it by next Thursday, you yeah, enjoy we'll it. Yeah, it's weird because I like. There's so many uh, series I like, and then if you miss an episode, you get behind. But yeah, I need to catch up. I need to catch up on this. Oh, yeah. That. Uh, Better Call Saul, which is in horror, but I still have to catch up on it. And uh, and there's probably a few others I'm, I'm forgetting. But I just caught up on uh, The Walking Dead because I only watched the season premiere, which I actually didn't like the season premiere too good. But then I kept seeing everyone talking about how great uh, the season was. So I went and caught up on all of them uh, the other night. And, and they were right. Uh, it's, it's one of oh, the, okay. the best seasons as well. After the first episode, the first episode... It's just kind of silly, kind of dumb. But after that, uh, I really so struggle it. through it, and make it through. Yeah, okay. yeah. A lot, a lot of good. Stuff. Yeah, I, I, I haven't watched the Outsider. I read the book. I love the book, but I, I haven't, I haven't seen the show yet. Yeah, I'd be interested. Your, your take. Try always, it. Watch it. Sorry, go ahead. 
No, sorry. I think there's a little, a little second, half second delay. So sometimes, you know, without knowing, but uh, it's cool that there's so many King stories being, you know, made into series and TV shows uh, and and movies again. Mm. Some of them I've really liked too, like uh, those Netflix ones. Um, Yeah, I like those too. There hasn't been a new one for a while, which, you know, they had the two right, right in a row there. Um, uh, was I didn't like in Gerald's the was in the tall grass and, uh, one. Oh, that yeah, was really the one Gerald. with Amanda's son. Um, yeah, I didn't like it too good. I couldn't get into it, but I'd really like Gerald's it, game nineteen seven, not nineteen seventeen, yeah, uh, nineteen twelve, I think. Nineteen yeah. something. Yeah, that one I, I really liked too. I thought they did a good job with that. But yeah. the other one is uh, is a prequel to uh, uh, Train to Busan, and it's Soul Station. And it kind of shows you like the start of the whole zombie thing in in uh, Korea. Okay, yeah, I'll have to watch really that. that. Sounds interesting. Yeah, and I know it's been out for a little while, but uh, I watched it not that long ago. It was the the Dracula miniseries on um, Netflix, which I saw some people didn't like and had like varying pins. I thought it was great. It was uh, it followed the original story, but also had new stuff in it and then the, mm-hmm. the third episode is uh really you know um original and i thought it was great i really i really dug it it's it's basically just three feature movies because each episode's an hour and a half so it's just like three you know movies yeah i, I, yeah, I really dug it too and the guy that was dracula was great yeah he is definitely what did you say, Austin? You liked the first two? I was going to say, I enjoyed the first two. The, the third one was uh, a little eh for me, but uh, uh, the first two of the Dracula I enjoyed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the, I could see why, because it's, de- it's definitely different and it's, you know, it's a new, unique story, but uh, it worked for me. I liked it and I liked the, the end of it. Which I know so they're, I they're like saying Sherlock that they might. Nail. Yeah, I've never seen it. I've never seen the guy before that was in it, but. But it's the. Writer's the same one that does, you know, Sherlock with um, Cumberbatch. Right. So give that a shot sometime. I think you dig it. And it's the same way each episode's like an hour and a half. So it's like a little movie. Yeah. I see Bride of Reanimators on Shudder. I don't know if, do they also have Reanimator? Hmm. I don't know. That would be a great one to do like a group watch. Yeah, it's but unfortunately, uh, it's on a shutter. Oh, shutter! All right. Yeah, shutter. If you're listening, you need to get on the um, on this group watch thing. Make an app mm-hmm. like they have for because uh, I think it would get over well. You probably get people to uh, subscribe because then they could watch it with a uh, fellow, you know, friends. Everyone's stuck in in the house. Mm-hmm. They can get together from various from all over the world, really, and and watch something together. You know who you have to. I will. No, you know, we have to talk to you about that. Is you said Phyllis is on next Thursday? Uh huh. Yeah. Well, maybe not Phyllis. next Thursday, but she'll be on next week. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Talk to Felissa about that because um, she's uh, she's in. She's like uh, she's besties with Shutter. So what, what oh, she okay. say? Oh, sweet, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. She's uh, got a lot of stuff going on with them, so I would talk to her about that. Oh, you're very cool. Yeah, and I have a you know I have a friend in Shutter who works for Shutter too. That's why I get uh, some guests and stuff from them. So I get, I do think it would it would it work out because people are used especially right now because people can't leave the house. You can watch Shutter together. 
just basically take take the Netflix app and just make it for Shutter. Is what I'm saying. They won't mind. Don't quote me on that. But yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else on Shutter oh, was uh, yeah. was that Headhunter one that you hooked me on to. Yeah, Have you really seen like it, Austin? Headhunter. I think you'd like it. You know what? I had so many issues with my Shutter app over the last three weeks, and I. I I couldn't log in, and I, long story short, I went back and forth with them. They took me for, took them forever to get back to my email reply, and so I just deleted my account, and I got to re-add it. And but that's definitely a show that I've been wanting to watch because I know the new mm. season of Joe Bob's coming up too, yeah, and uh, yeah, I want to see that. Unfortunately, I think this quarantine is going to go on a lot longer than everybody thinks it is. So I, I need to yeah, get. My- I- I agree. I know a lot of people are hoping it ends like, like in April. Like for some people think April first. I mean, that's really a few days. But I no, don't, yeah, I'm not foreseeing that either. Absolutely not. I know the president said that he wants everything back to the. He wants the country back open. I think by Easter, and as of today, we just surpassed. We we have the most amount of confirmed cases in the USA mm-hmm. now uh, over everybody in, in the world. So it's yeah. people are doing what they're supposed to be doing and uh, it's it's only going to get worse unfortunately so mm-hmm. i mean obviously everybody wants to to just be able to to do their normal life i i mean i get that i mean i miss going to movies i miss going mm-hmm. to boston all stuff but you also don't want everyone to get sick so exactly. you know yeah if it means we have to not do stuff for for a couple months uh I, that's fine could be a lot yeah, worse better than, to be safe yeah yeah, but I don't want to get a political show. But the, there are some very bizarre uh, things to read on on social media. Absolutely, like, like people thinking it's some kind of hoax, and or you know, and it, the thing is, it's worldwide. It's not like it's just happening here. So I'm not sure how one political group could could uh, be to to blame for it. It, may, it doesn't really make any sense. Yeah. No, it's it's certainly not a hoax. I have friends in the medical field, and I've talked to them, and it's 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 not good. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling? I hope you're you doing well. You know what? I was being in the house. Yeah, I, I was on set. I wrapped a movie uh, not last Sunday, but the Sunday before that. So it would have been. Hold on here. Uh, I wrapped a movie on the fifteenth, and um, so I was real close to everybody. Uh, for for three weeks on that movie we it was a cheerleader movie so we were shooting a lot in high school gyms and um you know when we were eating lunch together every day we were right next to each other there was no six six feet between us and you know uh i'm just hoping that i don't get a a uh, an email from the producers saying that one of the cast and crew has come down with or tested positive because everybody, mm-hmm. you know, we were all sent an email saying, if you do get tested positive, then you're supposed to tell the producers and then you can remain anonymous and all that stuff. But it'll be two weeks on Sunday, which is the 29th that I've wrapped that movie. So I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, but I don't want to jinx myself, but I've been feeling pretty good. And, uh, you know, I don't know who to believe in this this situation, but I'm just not seeing anybody. And luckily, I don't have anybody out here. I live in California, and I live by myself, and I don't know anybody. 
And I live, I live in a community that is 35 minutes outside of Los Angeles and it's very small. So I'm keeping to myself. I live in Haddonfield. I've told you guys that. Oh, really? Yeah. I live, <laughs> Did you do that on purpose? Yeah. Well, I live at my uncle's house in California and he, I have this beautiful house all to myself and he lives at a, uh, he lives at his horse ranch, which is three hours north of here. But, um, he, they shot Halloween one, Halloween two, Halloween three, uh, in Sierra Madre where I live right down the street. They shot, so it's, it's, it's Haddonfield. And then it's also Antonio Bay. They shot the fog right up the street from my house. That's where the church is from the fog. Uh, they shot Silent Night, Deadly Night Part 2 right up the street from my house. And they're always shooting here. NBC was just here uh, about three weeks ago shooting a show. And HBO is always here. So it's it's a very – it's two square miles. It's a very small community, but it's, it's awesome. It, it can – be used as the Midwest. It can be used as small town USA. You can you can use this this town for anything if you want, and that's why Hollywood comes out this way. And, and they shoot a lot here. They did Return of the Living Dead Part Two here, Invasion oh, nice. of the Body Snatchers, Dude, Where's My wow. Car, uh, Bird Box. They shot here. They're always Hollywood's always here shooting. So oh, yeah. it's a pretty pretty fun place to live. But uh, you ever walk oh, down the street and just yell "Garbage Day"? I, you know what? There's a lot of squares in the. <laughs> I don't understand. I don't think they'd understand that. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with this guy, man? Yeah, they wouldn't get that. But I do. Like, I could walk. It would take five minutes to walk up to the Buccaneer where Tom Atkins sat in Halloween three, drinking his beer. Nice. You know, or his drink, actually, where he met. Uh, he met. Uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, yeah, I know you mean, but uh, yeah. it's. Dallas, yeah, I love him and everything, but I I have wondered why he's always like uh, written and portrayed as like this this ladies' man and all in all his stuff. Maybe I he's maybe, sexy yeah, maybe beast, dude. yeah. I always think it's like people just jumping in bed with the guy. He's just like yeah, right. Oh, I don't know <laughs> why, but yeah, it didn't take much in in Halloween three, and then in, and then the fog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, the fog. Yeah, God. it's. He gave her, like, the ride somewhere. They're in the yeah. car for an hour and, like, all right, let's go to bed. Yeah. And Tom Atkins, you sexy beast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe it. it's just something I don't know about him. I mean, I don't He's know, but I, I love man. it. He is. He is very manly, man. He is. Mm-hmm. And I think that the meme that went around where it says uh, Tom Atkins don't give doesn't give a shit or give a fuck what you think of Halloween three, like that's from my interview. I have a video interview with him, and I, I asked that question. I was like, you know, about you know how it's gained a popular, blah, blah, and he just looks at me and goes, I don't give a fuck what people think about Halloween <laughs> three, and then it became a meme like a year later, and I was like, that's from my interview. I'll at least that's give awesome. me credit, but I don't. Halloween three is a better movie than Halloween two thousand eighteen. I agree. I I, I oh, think it's yeah. arguably it's up there for anyway for like my favorite sequel. It's not better than Halloween, but it's up there for my favorite sequel to Halloween. Yeah, I would I would say for me it's one two three. I know Carpenter hates Halloween two, but I like Halloween two. I'm one two three in that order, and then after that it gets kind of weird. But yeah, like I actually like the director the video like four or five six i mean they, they're they not like great or something but i enjoy them 
but uh but three i i actually really think is a is a really good movie i've always enjoyed it it is cool that people like like it now because i remember when i was a kid no one else liked it but now it's almost the reverse of that it seems like uh more people like it than dislike it right now right right it's like the coolest thing to like halloween three <laughs> yeah yeah Right. And then I feel like, you know, I guess like the Metallica fans who are like, what? You like this? You know, now we're going to dislike it. But, you know, when I was a kid, no one liked this movie. <laughs> but, no, but yeah. Hipsters I, are telling you, hey, man, you're going to like this thing. Right. But yeah, I agree. It's way better. We went in. I remember we were, Troy and I were walking out of the that new Halloween and the uh, one of the people working there were so excited. He's like, oh, so you like that movie, huh? And we're like, no. <laughs> oh, it was terrible, dude. And he just looked at us like dumbfounded, but I don't know. I remember we were sitting there, and we and both of us, I assume we're really wanting to like it. And, and about I don't know, forty five minutes in or something, we just looked at each other like, "This isn't any good, is it?" And we're like, "No, it's really bad." <laughs> no. I think that was the horror movie for people that don't like horror movies, because I knew a bunch of people that never go to see horror flicks, right. but went to see that. And they're like, oh, man, that was great. And like, no, it wasn't. That was terrible. Uh, man, it was... Man, that was one of the what biggest... What did you like down. about that? Yeah, yeah that, that ranked right up there with... What was the... Um, oh. oh. <laughs> Christ, now I can't think of the guy's name. A <laughs> uh, guy made Brazil. Uh, Terry Gilliam. Gilliam's newest film. Oh yeah! When we, we went to see that, that, like we were so excited and yeah. went and watched it, and about probably forty minutes into it, I don't know if Neil leaned to me or I leaned to him, and like, wow, this movie's pretty bad. Like, <laughs> yeah, yep. it was. It was. I mean, I probably should have just known because there hasn't been like a really good Halloween movie for. But uh, well, I actually like oh, for Halloween, yeah. it, but yeah. But yeah, oh man. But I don't know, for whatever reason, I bought into all this stuff. Like, oh, this is going to be like like the original one. But no. <laughs> yep. I was hopeful. We fell for it, though. I don't know yeah. why we did, but we did. Right. And I'm sure these next, who knows, maybe these next two will will, uh, will be amazing. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. I really doubt. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. True. <laughs> yeah, we will. <laughs> Yeah, like suckers, we'll go back and we'll check it out. Yeah, probably be angry afterwards. It is weird how they do all these directs. Because when I was a kid, like you could watch like all the Friday Thirteenth, you know, in a row, and they'd make sense. But like, I imagine now, like if I was just getting into these movies, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm gonna go watch all the Halloweens, and you'd watch them, and they, you know, like how would you even watch them? You'd like watch the first six and i know three doesn't really follow in it but it, it, i mean it could just be a standalone movie and then like then it's like a direct sequel to the second one and then it's like a <laughs> sequel that then it's just a total reboot and then it's a sequel to the first one that bypasses all, and it'd be like what the hell i don't you know it would be impossible to actually follow them as like uh as one long story or uh, I think probably the worst would be uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It would be impossible to try to make any sense of uh, of those if you watched them all in a row. You're probably right. Yeah, I think probably about the only one I guess you could. I mean, you could watch the Saw movies in a row. Um, 
Yeah, but I mean, then you need like a scorecard because they're they're so convoluted. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. But anything else, sir, uh, Austin? It's been good to catch up with you. Yeah, no, I love you too. You guys are great. Uh, it's been a while. No, I, I think we've covered a, a lot of the bases here. Um, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, listening to the next next coming shows. My computer's been on the fritz and somehow I made it in work tonight, so I was able to listen to you guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, very good. Well, yeah, it's good to hear from you, and uh, we should, uh, you know. Call in whenever you want to. It's good to hear. Oh, yeah. yeah, no, you guys are great, and it goes back to what Indianapolis. How long ago was that? Do you guys remember? God, um, I'm bad with the. Uh, See, I'm old, it. so I say four years. So it was really eight but, years. Oh yeah, it's whatever I say, always double it. Yeah, yeah, it certainly wasn't four when years. You hit fifty, <laughs> you reach this weird mental thing where uh, everything seems like half as long as it really was. So it was. It wasn't the first days of the dead, was it? No, no, it was, I think, it might have been, do you remember the year you, you did the, um, uh, the Danny Trail panel? Might have been okay, yeah, um, yeah, I'm not positive the year, but I remember that. Okay. Uh, so that, I don't mm. know, maybe, I'm going to say like 2014 or something. Yeah. Wow. It's been a, yeah, it's been a while. So, yeah. Time so, is flying. Like I said, if I think it's three years, it was six years. So, you know. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Mm-hmm. All right. So, well, we'll maybe tr- we'll all do it all again in Texas then. Yeah. Whenever it exactly happens. The, yeah, I was exactly yeah. going to say that. That would be fun. That would be a good time. Please keep me posted because I, uh, I would definitely, uh, you know, if you guys are going to be there, I will definitely head out that way. Um, it sounds like a great show. And, and Cronenberg is definitely on my list of people that I need to meet. Yeah, yeah, it would be it would be a win all around. We get to hang out, see each other again, and it'd be like just amazing guests. And yeah, that 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 would be that would definitely be a good one to do if we could all do it. Yeah, awesome. the list of people were just crazy on there. Yeah, yeah, they do it big every year. It's it's pretty incredible what they what they can put together. So, but all right, gentlemen, I will stop yapping. Uh, Thank you for having me on. I love talking to you guys, and uh, you guys take care uh, with uh, this upcoming uh, upcoming whatever you got going on. Take care of yourselves and uh, be smart. Thank you, and we love you as well. Yeah, Yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Always a pleasure talking with you. All right, fellas, you guys have a good night, and uh, I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, awesome. All right, you very soon, Austin. It's very good. All right. All right. My thoughts. Nate. Uh, so I just want to bring put a couple things here. I don't know if this well, we can talk about everyone, but uh Tigers Are Not Afraid is finally coming out on uh, DVD and Blu-ray. And oh, awesome. uh which I'm very excited about. I love the movie. Got to see it mm-hmm. at um festival like three years ago, maybe. And then it's been on Shutter. It's and been so, a while, I know. Yeah. And so you uh told me about it years ago. I remember that. Yeah. And so Issa Lopez will be returning to the uh, to the show. That's going to be very exciting. Probably awesome. next week, I think. I don't know. I don't have the exact date here, but um, mm-hmm. but I just don't have it set up yet. But she's definitely going to be coming back. So that's very exciting. Um, that's great news. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be another live without your head tomorrow night. 
It'll probably just be the interview, I think. I'm not positive yet. But we'll find That's out. That's exciting, too. Yeah. But not to say just the interview. It's an awesome interview. Jenny Spain mm. will be on the show, who was the dead girl in the movie Dead Girl. Oh, that's too cool. Mm-hmm. That's a strange movie, I got to say. Yeah, I only strange. watched it the one time, but not, too, not like a it. good feeling movie. Just, oh, no, you feel gross watching it. Yeah, you do. You do. It's like you've kind of come into like a secret like society type thing. Mm-hmm. Just an, an uneasy movie, I guess. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. She's also uh, been a model um, and, and a cancer survivor. So uh, we're going to oh, see no how she's doing. Yep. I didn't know that. Yeah. So uh, we're looking forward to that. There's going to be a bunch of interviews popping up on the site probably next week because I have a lot of uh, people uh, scheduled. So uh, check that out. And always check out withoutyourhead.com. And because um, sometimes there'll be interviews that'll pop up that weren't necessarily in the live show. Good, good, good. And check out watching movies. Go and read reviews by uh, Mr. Mitten. Oh, hell yeah. Always look forward to that, too. The Headless Critic. Even when I don't agree with him, I still look forward to his his reviews. Yeah, I do, too. Then I was like, I'll punch a guy in the face, sir. (laughs) I like that. Mm -hmm. Because, as you know, I'm a very violent man. Well, and I'm sure he likes to elicit a response, no matter, you know, if it's a positive, negative, at least if he gets some kind of, some kind of oomph from somebody. Exactly. Probably exactly. a good thing. So if you just read it and you're like, meh, exactly. whatever, you know, who cares about that? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see here. Uh, it's a, Next week here live on the show will be the return of uh, Jamie Bernadette, who is in uh, I Spit on Your Grave Deja Vu. And uh, she'll be talking about her new uh, film, Dead by Dawn, who uh, we had the director on a couple weeks ago. It's very cool. That'll be fun. Uh, There'll be some uh, Felissa Rose will also be on the show. I'm not that one probably be uh, pre-recorded. So we'll find it'll pop up at some point, but anyway, uh, going to be cool stuff coming up. And also want to mention that a multiple time guest here on the show, Victoria DeMar, um, her new, uh, album is out. Let me get the uh, details here. New album. Yeah. She's also a singer. Oh, wow. We played her music. Got all these multi-talented the- people, man. I know. Let me get the uh, fuck you is the name of the uh, this album, <laughs> and it's uh, fuck f u c k just the letter u, uh, thirty seven minute uh, runtime, and you can get that. Let me see here. I think it's on Spotify. Uh, you, can, you can download it on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon, iHeartRadio, and Google Play. Nice. So it's like everywhere. Yeah. So check that out. She's a great guest on the show, and uh, we support her movies and uh, support her uh, music. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's, that's good stuff, man. I dig it. Yeah. Is there anything else, Troy? If not, uh, I do have to get up a little early tomorrow, if you don't mind. Um, no, I think uh, I think we've covered just about everything. So when Austin came here, <laughs> it was... Uh, 
It was just like a rush of everything. Where between the three of us, we kind of brainstormed everything out. I think so. So it's been a really fun show. Huge thanks to Tyler Gallant and to Austin. Austin is a good man. And Absolutely. To the, Real fun time. Yeah, and to the, uh, the very talented people who put together our theme song and been playing their music tonight, and that is The Tomb of Nick Cage. Oh, absolutely. I uh, downloaded them on on my Amazon Music, so have them playing in the car. Awesome. All right, Troy. Well, I had a good time here. Good stuff. As did I, my friend. Always yeah. a pleasure, and I look forward to talking with you again next time. All right. And we'll be back live tomorrow night. I'm Troy will be here. He might not. But I might not make the scene. All right. Without your head tomorrow night, Friday night, live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, Jenny Spain of Dead Girl. I might just listen. I'll have an easy job. There I'll just sit back and let you do all the heavy lifting, as we said. I dig it. All right. Until next time, which is tomorrow. This is Nasty Neal. And that would make me terrible, Troy. And this is without your head.
Something you can't understand 